0: this is becoming our trademark just starting when we're not ready wait so now it started yep it wasn't started before nope oh okay we haven't even talked about an outline yet no we haven't that's gonna be the beautiful part of this episode all right man (coughs) we're just gonna kind of dive in head first wait let's not dive in head first how are you doing there i go jumping the gun again (laughs) No, I, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for thanks for grounding me and for bringing me back to the simple yet important things in life. Like asking you how you're doing. Correct. So how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm getting closer to starting school. I feel like I say that every time every episode, but it's true. I'm closer each and every time. You're that closer starts. every minute. Every Yeah, we could Say every second then you every could in a second and then whatever's deeper than that but yeah i mean i for the listeners i start my doctorate program in um january such a baller dude. no no makes you sound like a hey are, does this mean that the podcast is coming to an end no oh, okay now we can do it when we're not even in each other's that's presence. right we still need to try that yeah we can easily do that um That'll be a cool episode. Yeah, that will be. And it might become the norm. It could easily, yeah. Put aside like 30, 40 minutes a week. Yeah, every two weeks, maybe. I could do that. Yeah. Even with school. But yeah, just answer your... <laughs> <laughs> And you might hear some crying from uh, our puppy friend, Haven, uh, in the background, so bear with us. Haven, I'll tell you, don't you to also Joshua speaks uh Mandarin I do so that's cool it works every time I speak Chinese to this dog she kind of like gets a little confused and then hangs her head because she feels like she did something wrong which she did earlier she did (laughs) (laughs) so that's probably why but how are you doing man what's up in your life uh I'm doing good um you moved recently I did move recently Mm -hmm. I got a new car got a new car that's exciting yeah it's pouring rain outside so that's that's new with me because it's never raining I got new Nikes so it's essentially an equivalent I I bought a pair of Nikes too well now you've won up to me again well I don't mean to one up you I bought a pair of soccer cleats yeah you didn't tell me this no I just got them I don't play soccer you You know know I've played soccer my whole life I do and you, you didn't tell me that you're getting soccer cleats. No, it's because I went out and played football on Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. I was the only person there without cleats. So you're getting into football. No, I'm just getting into running on grass. Oh, okay. Well, soccer cleats will do the trick. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I'm gonna go kick the old ball around sometime. <laughs> Is that a, do, do people say that? Kick the old ball. <laughs> what am I thinking of? They say kick the rock. Oh. I'm just kidding. That's basketball. Toss the rock. Okay. But anyways, be careful when you're running out there. Lots of injuries happen on grass. That's true. Non-contact injuries especially. Yeah. I have a friend who cut and he tore his ACL. Just like that. Just like that. It'll happen. That's terrifying. Come see me in three years. Maybe I don't want cleats. <laughs> cleats will They're probably actually help you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I feel like I really in my legs multiple times. That's not good. No but they were, like 70 bucks and i got them on sale for like 30 at the local soccer store? No, at Nike. Oh, nike.com. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Did you type in the promo code cyber? Maybe. I don't know. I think it was already on sale. Oh. Cyber Monday had We're some talking deals. a lot about cleats. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to title this episode cleats. Welcome to uh Wandering Through Middle Earth with your cleats on with Josh and Josh. That's right. <laughs> We're talking today everything about um, who this guy is. Ooh, who uh, is this guy? Strider. He goes by a few names. Strider. Um, oh, you know, just King. Well, I mean, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> that's um, that's a few books. Few books later. Yeah. But, um, Do we want to roll the intro music real quick? Always. All right. Let's do it. Walking through Middle Earth with Josh. Now all wander our Don't quite know where this will go. But we think we're gonna tell you what you need to know. And welcome back hey. to Wandering Through Middle Earth with Josh and Josh. And I Haven, am Josh. The dog. Haven the dog. Haven the dog. I am your host, Josh. I am your co-host, Uh, Lesser No Josh There's no less No lesser If I'm If you're a co-host Then I'm a co-host I am the Assistant host I'm assistant To to, the host To the regional manager To the What are you talking about Office I've never seen that You've never seen the office That was a bold faced lie I apologize I was trying to be funny Okay Okay. I wasn't funny You scared me for a minute We've watched the office together yeah, you know, I'm a terrible friend. We have. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, real quick shout out to one of our Instagram followers. That's right. Uh, my phone's recording the podcast. Could you pull up his name real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I just know that it's... In the meantime. I couldn't... Hey, if you're listening, which I'm sure and I hope you are, I couldn't... Uh, you don't have a name attached to your profile. So all I know is your Instagram name. And it's like C underscore black five... Is that right? No, just C D Black Five. C D Black Five. Hey, shout out to you, man! Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. And and if any, well, I guess I was gonna say if you go on Instagram and look, but he sent us a a, per, a private message. Yeah, um, dude, good theories. He he really dove into the theories on who we talked about last um, on our last podcast about Bombadil, um, Tom Bombadil, mm-hmm. and whether he is a good being an evil being if he is a being (laughs) just all of these different theories about him and he really had some amazing input about why he was probably not evil um, based upon the steady themes throughout Tolkien's writings Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah just good stuff man thanks for the the message and it it looks like he just really took the time to write it out so we love the feedback we love reading new content um especially from our listeners so um keep sending us messages guys Uh, use this anchor.fm app to send us voice messages that's fun use our uh, instagrams to shoot us some some uh, comments um so yeah thanks cd black five and maybe text us your real name so we can call you by name next time right because maybe your name is christopher maybe it's colin maybe it's maybe we should just follow him I thought we did follow him. No, oh, man. we just now requested it. I'm sorry about that, CD Black Five. Um, we're, we're following you now. <laughs> we're following you now. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump on in. Do you want Do you want to go over the first chapter, or should I go over the first chapter? You got it. I got it. All right. Hey, calm down. It's titled "At the Sign of the Prancing Pony." So I'll do a little recap first. Okay. Yeah. We just got out of. Um, the, the the forest Tom walked them all the way to the edge of his domain if he you did. will they got um remember last time they got trapped in the barrow down um the barrow barrow white place yeah the yeah the whites kind of uh he ran the place it's kind of like a chamber mm-hmm. that they were they found themselves in like a lot of fog and they ended up in a chamber kind of unconscious and Frodo sang a song Tom Bombadil showed up saved the day casted the evil creature away and now they're at the edge of the forest they're about to head to the prancing pony which is basically a pub um where they were sent where gandalf told them to go to meet him now they're gonna see if gandalf is there and uh tom had kind of mentioned aragorn in the last chapter at the very end Mm. without without mention sorry excuse me strider without mentioning him by name. He had yeah. said something about, um, a few, da, da, da. few now remember them, yet still some go wandering sons of forgotten Kings, walking in loneliness, guarding from evil things, folks that are heedless. Mm. And the hobbits are like, "What? okay. And what then does this even mean, they dude? just kind of head out. Um, but old Tom just kind of continues doing his thing. So, um, the hobbits come up and, uh, The first, the first part of the chapter gives us a little bit of a a background, um, of what Bree land is, um, Mm -hmm. which is basically the small region that, uh, the prancing pony, which is this hotel bar place, um, is, and it talks about how there's men here, um, how there's some hobbits here who are like older hobbits who, uh are more adventurous because they're not in the shire um talks about the rangers a little bit um and yeah it, it they they talk about how the brief folk big and little so the the humans and um or not the humans, but the men and the hobbits kind of used to used to travel around a lot um but now they just kind of stayed where they were um so the hobbits come up um and they meet the uh like the gatekeeper of and and he keeps asking him a lot of questions about why they're there but um he they they kind of don't want to tell him what's going on because they're trying to keep their mission a secret i mean they they have their identities are i mean if they if word gets out about who they are then the member the black riders exactly so not only who they are but what they have yeah um so the, the innkeeper finally stops giving them a hard time and just lets them through. Um, they don't, at first they don't really want to go to the inn, but, um, then they do end up going, uh, to the prancing pony. Um, they ask for four beds, um, and a stable for five ponies cause they have an extra one for Gandalf and, and their stuff. Uh, the innkeeper's name is Barlimon Butterbur. hmm Um, and he he kind of feels like he he should remember something but he kind of doesn't at the same time uh so he asks them their names he gets their names but remember that um Frodo is kind of going over undercover so he says oh my name's Underhill um I I like to think of old Butterbur as someone who's always kind of busy and and bustling and Red in the face and the rosy cheeks, and always kind of sweating a little bit. I would say he's got a lot going on. Yeah. He's, the, he's like the main enterprise. He's running a a, in a bar and a hotel. Right. So he's got to make sure that his customers are happy. He's got to make sure that everything ha- everyone has something to drink. Everyone right. has something to eat. Um, he's got a lot of things going on. Um, but he has a he has a I wouldn't say he's a servant, but like almost like an assistant, an assistant to the landlord, There you um, go. whose name is knob. Um, and there's another one named Bob, but <laughs> very creative by talking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he gets their stuff and helps bring it to their rooms. Um, so then they put their stuff in the rooms, but then they go down to the big common room of the inn. Mm-hmm. So this is where, um, I actually got this, uh, this vibe of um have you ever seen star wars that i have do you do you know that that one scene where uh uh luke and in uh obi-wan is that his name they go into like this big like i think it's called the most aceley cantina The of course and and there's like all these different like funny looking aliens sitting mm-hmm, around and um that's where they meet han solo right and he shoots Greedo in the face with his gun. So that, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting here. There's all kinds of like different people seeing in the room. There's men of Bree. There's local hobbits. There's a few more dwarves, a few vague characters or vague figures who are sitting in the shadows and corners. It's a diverse, uh, yeah, there's, there's a fire in there going on. There's some strange looking men. Um, I imagine like, a lot of like waiters like running around with different drinks and stuff and like food. Um, so, so it's it, just think of it as, uh, you know, everyone's just kind of talking and chattering and this is really busy, um, a lot going on in there. Um, so they find a seat and, um, they're, uh, a lot of people who are just kind of asking them questions cause they, uh, had a lot to drink. And so they're talking, um, and Frodo notices this dude sitting in the corner um a strange looking weather-beaten man um who seemed to be listening to them and uh so he asks who's that like why is he why is he listening to our conversation who like nobody introduced us to him mm-hmm. and Butterbur goes uh, i don't really know he's uh, a ranger um he goes by Strider apparently because he takes really long strides. <laughs> um and uh yeah, funny that you ask about him, but he's yeah. And as he's explaining, Strider comes over and goes, I'm called Strider. And I'm very pleased to meet you. And and Frodo's super uncomfortable, so he's he's like, Man, why why did he come over here? Um So as he's sitting there he's uh Strider's telling him, Hey, you know, I, I would, if I were you, I'd tell your friends to calm down a little bit with all the storytelling because remember, nobody nearly knows who they are, but, uh, Pippin is, it's just kind of running his mouth. He's maybe had a little bit too much to drink is, is what happens when you have a lot to drink and what she likes to do. Yeah. And so he's, he's starting to tell this story about, um, Bilbo vanishing during his birthday party. Cause that became like a really big story. And Frodo all of a sudden is like, oh, shoot, he might end up talking about the ring because mm-hmm. he knows that it was the ring that made Bilbo disappear. So he runs up. And, well, Strider says, you better do something quick or else he's about to give it away. But he jumps up um, and grabs the attention of the room. So... so Not good. Not good because... The exact opposite thing of what he uh, yeah. wanted to do. But but he he's trying to get the attention off of Pippin, but... At the same time, he knows the only way is to get the attention on him, which he doesn't really like, but he has to because yeah. if he doesn't, Pippin's going to give it away. So he, he just talks about how he's thankful um, that everyone's there and uh, that they got him, that they you know got good drink, got uh, good food, and um, all of a sudden everyone's like sing, sing a song, um, and he's like shoot, I have Perhaps. to sing or else they're they're going to yeah. give me a hard time. So he sings a song. Um, Everyone claps. Good job. And uh, so Frodo has another drink because they're all super happy. But he slips off of a table. That's right. And uh, the ring goes onto his finger. (laughs) I don't know how this happens. Um, Um, It could be explained. How? you think think this is one of the parts where there could be theories, right? Okay. Um, As cd black kind of talked about our uh, instagram uh-huh. follower um, there's just a lot of gray areas in his writings mm-hmm. and um i think this could be one of those times where how did it actually get on his finger well he was holding it right but like when you're holding a ring and you fall down you usually let go of the ring yeah. you don't it doesn't go onto your finger Right. Also, this is a kind of a random question. Which finger do you think he puts it on? <laughs> uh, I, th- I wonder if it talks about that. I mean, I I'd probably just say ring, ring, or index, maybe. Yeah. Oh. But think about. Hey, Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle finger. Um. He. I like to think that the ring found a way onto his finger, mm-hmm. just because the ring. Uh, as we know, has a will of its own. Yeah. Um. I don't think that, like you said, that's just too, like, how could that even happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very possible that the the ring um, seized an opportunity as yeah. something that has a will. Um, because you think of something having a will, right? That means it has kind of, um, I think that brings a little bit of an aspect of, like, freedom mm-hmm. into the mix. Like, obviously, you can't just, like, get up and walk away. Yeah. But, like, And take advantage of opportunities that arise correct correct like for example like when black writers show up or throughout the books like when evil approaches like his instinct is to put it on Mm -hmm. and i think it kind of has that uh, capability of like putting that pressure upon him or like that um, and that encouraging him to do that yeah and i think that probably has something to do with it too it said like when he got up, he was scared because he got the attention of everyone. So he like started holding on to it. Totally. So it's easier for something, I guess, yeah. fall on, onto your finger if yeah. you're holding on to something. That's so interesting you say that right there because like, when we get into times of like trouble and like moments of pressure, like what like what do we cling to? Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. Even like a, a mental thing. Right. Maybe not necessarily a physical thing. I mean there's studies that have shown that like like right now I have a paper clip in my pocket that's been in my pocket for like six years. You're joking. No, I'm not joking. I put this That paper clip? This exact paper clip has been in this jacket pocket for six years. Since junior year of high school. Are you kidding me? I've owned this jacket for six, and I you know, two years of high school, four years of college I would, I would put it in there and I would go on stage and I would speak and I'd just kind of like fiddle with it. That is so interesting. Six years, man. And so I lost it once. Oh no. And I remember it, it was the weirdest feeling. Even now I don't feel okay putting it on the table. Um, Cause you feel like you're going to lose it. Yeah. But I put my, I would put my hand in my pocket and I'd be like, there's something wrong. Yeah. There's something so wrong right now. Yeah. But then I found it in another pocket and i put it back in it's been there ever since totally but my point is yeah yeah. um there's like studies that are shown that like people fiddle with stuff that's the whole idea behind the fidget spinner yeah yeah. um but i think what you're hitting at is more of a psychological thing totally um even just like like going back to to what people know when they're talking Uh um or if they're in a position that they're they feel vulnerable uncomfortable uncomfortable there's certain people who they look to or the certain ideas that they go back to that they fall back on because they're comfortable with those concepts and ideas like that's now Frodo's sort of safe haven or that's sort of his way of retreating yeah if he if he has to now you know like he has he feels like he grabs it because like it, it brings him this um it's like a safety net for him, almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which is kind of scary because we're only yeah. in chapter nine. I know he's already being affected see, by it. Yeah, you can already see him gravitating towards its power, which mm-hmm. is interesting. But think about if a if a um, you know someone from the race of men were carrying it, mm-hmm. how quickly they would have probably already succumbed, taken to it. it for its own. You yeah. know, um, become one of the Black Riders. Exactly. So. Or yeah. worse. Or worse. Yeah. But anyways, he, he disappears. Um, and he's like, dang, I'm an idiot. And so he kind of crawls back. Everyone is kind of like, what, what just happened They're They're super surprised, amazed. Um, so that he, he crawls back to where Strider is and Strider goes, are you serious, man? Why'd you do that? <laughs> That's worse than anything your friends could have said. Um, he goes, You've put your foot in it. Or should I say, your finger? And Frodo goes, I don't know what you mean. Mr. says, Oh, yes, you do. But we had better wait until the uproar has died down. Then, if you please, Mr. Baggins, mm-hmm. I should like a quiet word with you. Ooh. Calls him out by his Ooh. real name. Um, and so Frodo's like, Okay, I'll talk to you later, man. Because be he's so been weird about it. He's been going by the name of Underhill. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. So. And so he he's kind of taken aback. Right. Um, so, anyways, people are 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 super confused talking to Mister Butterbur. I saw him. I, how did he just disappear? Um. And he's, he said, "There's, there, I'm sure there's been a mistake. I'm sure something has happened." And Frodo goes, "Oh, I yeah, there was a mistake. I didn't, I didn't vanish. I didn't disappear. I just uh, was having some words with Strider in the back." And everyone's like, "Nah, man, like, you didn't. How? What are you talking about? You for sure disappeared. That's super weird." Um, and so Mr. Butterbur is like, "Come on, man, like, you didn't have to cause all this trouble. We're just trying to have a good time, and, and I, I have customers I have to take care of." So Frodo apologizes, cause an unfortunate mistake accident. He says, "I'm just gonna go back to my room. We're just gonna go to sleep, and we'll be ready to go by eight in the morning, if that's okay." And so, uh, Butterbur now goes, before you leave, I want to word with you in private. So now, so now Frodo's like, man, why is everyone like, why does everyone have something to say to me? Why does everyone want to talk to me privately? Um, and yeah, so he kind of, he kind of ends the chapter with this sense of, uh, uh, almost suspicion towards a bunch of people because he knows Strider wants to talk to him. He knows Butterbur wants to talk to him. He already know that he he already knows that he got the attention of all these people. Um, yeah, which brings us to chapter ten. That's right. It does bring us to chapter ten. Um, so. Basically, what we get, Chapter Ten. Uh, they go into another room, um, her bedroom. The, the bedroom. The, the the chapter is called Strider. So essentially, the chapter is about learning about who he is. That's the key point of this chapter. Um, and uh, starts out by saying Frodo, Pippin, and Sam made their way back to the parlor. Um, there was no light. Mary was not there. Mary was kind of, uh, he was outside at the time. So Mary didn't see any of this go down with Frodo, like, accidentally putting the ring on, and falling yeah. down. Um, he's outside at this point, And so he's kind of not in the equation for a little while. Um, and um, they realize that Strider's in the room with them. Uh, <laughs> and and, and Pippin's <laughs> like, hello, who are you and what do you want? Um then this for the for the first time he says that he's called Strider. Um and uh he essentially just wants to kind of like talk to Frodo. Well, oh, he introduced himself to Frodo before, but not to the other hobbits. Right, right. So, right. Yeah. Um and um what we get from Strider in this uh kind of back and forth Um, conversation is that he's kind of like harsh and hardcore a little bit cold Mm. um kind of presenting this um more macho kind of mentality cool guy Um, yeah yeah exactly and and he's just really showing his like strong side he's very confident in his words whatever he has to say he says it really confidently um with like a bit of swagger in my opinion um and so yes they they kind of have like a conversation um at this point they're trying to decide whether or not the hobbits are trying to decide whether or not to accept strider into their group if you will like whether or not to accept um his help Uh his assistance because strider's trying to say like hey like Take me. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, like, take me with you. I can help you on what you need to do. And they're like, dude, we don't even know you. Like, we just met you. Why would we... You're this, like, really intense ranger. Why would we trust you at all? Mm -hmm. Um, So, um... the, The hobbits know they're in danger. Strider knows they're in danger. Um... And he's trying to kind of convince them, but he's not like begging. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, like, you need me. Yeah. 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 So um, we get to the point where like, um, like Strider has this sort of retort where he says the lesson in caution has been well learned. Uh, said Strider with a grim smile. But caution is one thing and wavering is another. You will never get to Rivendell now on your own. And to trust me is your only chance. You must make up your mind. I will answer some of your questions if that will help you to do so. But why should you believe my story if you do not trust me already? Still, here it is. And then um, Butterbird comes in um, with Knob Um, (laughs) knob and bob knob and bob um, and kind of breaks it up for a bit and then um, Frodo learns that Butterbur has a letter from Gandalf Mm -hmm. Um, Butterbur kind of remembers now what uh, his purpose was with these hobbits because he's like I'm pretty sure I remember that name Underhill like I was supposed to know that yeah And he remembers, and um, so yeah, they talk for a little bit, and then um, we get to the letter, Mm. and it's basically Gandalf saying, you know, bad news. um, Bad news has reached me. I must go off at once, um, which I think he he's talking about going to see uh, um, Saruman, right? Yeah, like, for counsel. Um, So he's going to see Saruman for counsel, which, if you've seen the movies or read the books, you know that Saruman ends up turning on Gandalf. Yeah. um, They're both wizards, but Saruman is the head of the wizards. Um, And he ends up turning evil. So, um, if you remember a while back, Frodo actually had a dream where Saruman was on, or Gandalf was imprisoned on top of this tower. Mm, That's right. Um, Remember that? Mm -hmm. And um, now we see a letter um, just before he went off to him, which is interesting. Um, And then at the end of the letter, um, he says... Make sure that it is the real Strider. There are many strange men on the roads. His true name is Aragorn. Dun-dun-dun! So, yes. Um, then he says his famous line <laughs> that everybody knows. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. And that's why we're wandering through Middle-earth. With Josh. This has been... <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> we're still <so good. laughs> Um, so yeah, he says his famous line, uh, and then he says, I hope Butterbur sends this promptly a worthy man, but his memory is like a lumber room. Um, thing wanted, always buried. If he forgets, I shall roast him. That's my favorite line in this book so far. Are you serious? If he forgets, I'm going to roast him. Yeah. I'm going to roast him. I shall roast him. I shall. Yeah. Um, which he does forget, which is funny get rested because you have so much going on but um so after this uh so frodo read it to himself he passed it around and we kind of see strider presenting wisdom for the first time and we kind of see him as this kind of like a fatherly figure to Mm. the hobbits okay um is how i kind of like to present him from here on out because he knows what's best for them even when they don't know it and Mm -hmm. oftentimes as kids with with our own Fathers, like they know what's best for us, like, but we still want to go and be reckless and, and do our own thing. Um, so, uh, let me see. Yeah, because he, he really does okay. serve as a a guide for them. Um, because he they, they really have no idea what they're doing, they just want to wait for Gandalf, um, because they trust Gandalf, which is probably a good call. Um, yeah. but Aragorn who we can call Aragorn now, um, is really like their guide, their leader. Yeah. Frodo says, but what can have happened to Gandalf? He writes as if he was going into great danger. And then, um, you know, Strider says he's been doing that for many years, which then we realize Strider and, um, and Gandalf have been buddies for a while. Mm -hmm. They've been homeboys and, um, so that's kind of the giveaway there, and Frodo realizes that. Um, and then Frodo says, "Why didn't you tell him?" Or, "Or yeah, Frodo Why 'Why didn't you tell me that you were Gandalf's friend at once?'" He asks. It would have saved time. <laughs> this is where the wisdom comes in. Strider um, says, "Would it? Would any of you have believed me till now?" Um, and it's like, probably not. Like Strider just had to pay the. Play the waiting game. Be patient yeah. with the hobbits and, um, kind of wait for his moment to gain trust. And he was he was probably waiting in that inn for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, think about that. Uh huh. They, I mean, he didn't know he didn't have a timeline. No, he didn't know that Gandalf wrote this letter. Right. He didn't know that Gandalf was going to be stuck. So he was committed from the yeah. start to and, help out. And this is one of my favorite parts. After the if he forgets, I shall roast him. But Sam this whole time doesn't really like Strider. He has, like, this bad feeling. And we talked a little bit, how about, like, Sam was a good guy. Like, good instincts, like, super loyal. Right. But this time he's wrong. He has it completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so this one part where uh, after uh, Strider proves himself, uh, Sam is still... Kind of suspicious. He says, How right. do we know that you're Strider that Gandalf speaks about? You never mentioned Gandalf till this letter came out. Maybe play acting spy for <laughs> trying to guess to go with you. You might have done in the real Strider and took his clothes. Yeah. What have you to say to that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like st- building all these theories in his head. And then Strider just goes oh, off yeah. on him. He goes, That you are a stout fellow, but I'm afraid my only answer to you, Sam Gamgee, is this. If I had killed the real Strider, I could kill you. And I should have killed you already without so much talk. Uh-huh. If I was after the ring, I could have it now, and he like stands up, throws his cloak back, shows this sword that he has shows how tall he is, and everyone just kind of sam just sits uh, says so sam sat wide mouth staring at him dumbly, <laughs> and he's and, like, and crap. I can imagine this like super <laughs> tense like silence yeah. where everyone's like, "Oh crap, he's going to kill us, yeah." And then he just kind of snaps down and he's like, but I am the real Strider. Fortunately, I'm Aragorn, son of Aerithorne. And if by life or death I can save you, I will. Oh, you got to have that guy on your team. And And that's like, that sets up the next two books or the next three, all three books. Like he does everything he can to save these four hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. And... I love this part because it ties in a lot, of, like what Gandalf's poetry meant. Mm-hmm. Um, Strider says, "I see, last Strider, I look foul and I f- and feel fair. Um, is that it? Like he he knows that he's like he not the kinda, most yeah. approachable guy because um, he's pretty grim. But then he says he quotes Gandalf saying, all that is gold does not glitter.'" not all those who wander are lost so when Gandalf was saying that he was actually talking about Strider in my opinion so we're Strider if what? all the, all who not all who wander are lost we're wandering through middle earth I would say I'd say you're more of an er- going kind of guy I would say I'm more of a Pippin kind of guy so I'm a man and you're a hobbit correct all right man yeah, I so. <laughs> um, Oh, and they like kind of hint at this sword that he has, mm, um, yeah. how it's broken, yeah. like a foot below the hilt. Totally. He says, the time is near when it shall be forged anew. Mm, a little foreshadowing, maybe. Maybe. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So they basically talk about, okay, so we accept you. Yes. With Sam's permission, we will call that settled. Um now where do we go? Strider knows they have to make it to Weathertop. He's got a sense of humor too. Who's that? Strider. Oh, he's yeah, like with Sam's permission, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll call it, it we'll call we'll settle we'll call this settled. Totally. Have you ever seen uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Parts of it. Have you seen the the black the black knight one? Oh, where King yeah, Arthur like yeah. cuts off all his arms and I legs. Have. And he's like still... And he's just lying on the ground and he's like writhing around. Yeah. And then King Arthur just goes, Alright. We'll call it and draw. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks up. That's what I'm thinking. Well, obviously he didn't cut off Sam's arms and legs, but kind of like that. Still funny. And Sam says, Weathertop, where's that? So basically Weathertop is this broken down old castle up on this hill. Um, That was there years and years and years ago and was used for battle and for like a lookout. It's like a little lookout spot. Um so strider decides that's where we have to make it to but the black riders Um, and mary some mary yes that's right mary did see them frodo (laughs) asks um do you think that the black riders have anything to do with gandalf's absence um and strider says i honestly don't know what hindered his absence um but don't give up hope gandalf is greater than you shire folk no um, as a rule, you can only see his jokes and toys, but this business of ours will be his greatest task. Mm. So, for right now, they really haven't seen Gandalf's true potential. The mm-hmm. hobbits—they've just seen his fireworks and yeah. his humor, Chump um, right? But they don't really know how powerful this dude really is and what he's capable of, which is really cool, in my opinion. Like, they like that just shows like how humble Gandalf is. Mm-hmm. Um, as a powerful being, especially denying the the ring. Yeah. When Frodo wanted to give it to him. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a really neat thing to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh yes, Mary, Mary sees the black riders, black riders, cried Frodo. Where? Here in the village. So the black riders are here. And they need a plan, so Strider comes up with this plan um, to kind of skirt around them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, um, they get like they they stuff. Um, they basically, How would you describe it? Like they yeah. They like, make like lookalikes. In their beds. Well, they just kind of, like, make it look like there's people sleeping. Yeah. Inside of beds, under yeah. sheets. Like, like pillows. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that kind of tricks the Black Riders. Um, Throws them off the scent for a little bit. Right. Um, and the, the end of the chapter is basically um, Strider... Looking, uh, looking out for the hobbits and the um, hobbits falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's about it, man. Yeah. Um, it's really picking up. Yeah, the it, it, it definitely. Uh, this is now more to the core part of their journey. I think. Yeah. Their pre-journey is over. Now the actual journey. I think as soon as they got hooked up with Strider, the true journey begins. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now they can actually um kind of move at a at a different pace that they were capable of before. Yeah. And um, there's a lot more like action it feels like. Versus, you know, at the beginning like and there still is a lot of like descriptive language. Like the scene where I was describing like the common room where they're all like drinking and right. eating. Like that's great description language. Um mm-hmm. but there's a lot more going on than the first couple chapters where they're just in the Shire and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tolkien is just describing describing everything (laughs) yeah like the butterflies and the trees and yeah totally yeah um well dude what do you like what do you think about I guess like Strider's presence I love him like as um Like, do you see any themes or like i'm just kind of spitballing here i i think even uh and i got this from watching the movie yeah but like right now strider is so different from return of the king strider like in the movie like you know at first he's really dark he's wearing like these dark clothes because he's he's supposed to be like a ranger he's almost like a ninja the way he can kind of come in out of the shadows yeah but then towards the end like they're more, like, bright themes. So, mm. like, when you're watching the movies, like, when he appears, there's, like, like you can see his face really clearly. You can see, like, mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. there's not hair all over him, like, his face. Sorry. Yeah. And there's yeah. not, like, like he's not so shrouded in darkness. There's mm-hmm. more of, like, a theme to him where he's, like, good and, and yeah. true and, yeah. and light. Um, so I think this sets it up really well because they kind of painted him in, like, a... Sort of like, like you were saying, like a pretty cold, like harsh, like menacing figure because he has spent so much time in the wild as a ranger. So like he's a weathered old man. I don't think he's that young. He's been around for quite a while. He's been friends with Gandalf for a while. Yeah. So he's seen a lot. He's done a lot. But with that, like with the theme, the theme that you were saying, his life really has only just begun. This journey has really just started. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everything that he's done has gotten, to gotten him to where he is now. Mm. So that's kind of a cool theme. Yeah. Do you think that before he's sort of lived this... Uh, it's a really harsh way to say it, but this sort of purposeless life. And now he's realizing because he, he could have been... I mean, spoiler, he could have been king by now. Right. Yeah, yeah. He could have he could have taken his rightful place on the throne. Yeah. But he's decided to take up the life of a ranger as a strider. Yeah. Right? Just wandering the earth. Just kind just of just wandering, yeah. Kind of this purposeless sort of wandering probably doing good here and there, but not mm-hmm. really contributing to anything greater than himself as much yeah. as he could. And now you see he has this opportunity to help gandalf and take up this quest that is entirely greater than himself mm-hmm. and i think he sort of realizes okay this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to to serve a greater purpose yeah. rather than just keep wandering my whole life right yeah that's no that's that's a great and i think because they've set him up so much seem that way yeah this this purposeless uh wandering the earth becoming kind of like beaten down by you know just time nature yeah. and time um that makes loneliness his loneliness because he's by himself it makes his transformation his metamorphosis if you will mm-hmm. even so much more exciting because you yeah. see him grow as a character i think and we kind of talked about different themes but like growth you know, you see Frodo and Sam and Merry mm-hmm. and Pippin all change. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes Frodo, that's the focus, right? Like, yeah. Because you, you see Aragorn as this leader figure. Hmm. So you often miss his own transformation. Yeah. Because you're seeing how he shapes and helps build up the other characters. Yeah. But you kind of miss his transformation. And he, I, I almost feel like he's the one that you can kind of relate with the most. Mm. Um you have Gandalf who goes from powerful wizard to freaking powerful wizard, <laughs> so that's yeah. not very relatable. Yeah. You have Frodo who is pretty pretty good to relate with because he's carrying this burden, but he goes through a lot. Like yeah, it's it's kind of hard to relate with unless you have. It's gone more through. of a traumatic experience, so it's on yeah. that it's on that like uh, further end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But then you have and then you have the other hobbits and the other characters who are kind of there and play this really great supporting role. Mm -hmm. But then you have Aragorn who, um, is continuously being refined by his experiences, by the people that he meets. Um, they really like shape him. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the end of the third book, he's almost a completely different person than Strider in Mm -hmm. this chapter. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, totally. I think he's my favorite character. I think that would be the easy thing to choose. Are you calling me easy? (laughs) I'm calling your choice easy. (laughs) All right, then good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about Strider, his role so far Mm -hmm. in, uh, the quest. Um, let us know what you think Gandalf is going through. Um, what we can do better what we can touch on more. yeah um what do you want to hear us talk about we can talk about you know each chapter by chapter we can speed that section up and then dive more into themes mm-hmm. um characters you you guys really like we want to talk about what y- you want to hear yeah and, so let and, us know yeah and the last couple episodes have been like on the longer side probably because totally. we have less of a like a outline and we're just kind of talking bit um so let us know if like that's cool or if uh man our first episode was like 25 minutes and this yeah. one's only almost double that yeah um so yeah let, let us know um next time we probably will have an outline so we don't just ramble on <laughs> um it's kind of fun but structure is good too yeah. yeah so yeah thanks for listening in thanks for listening this is josh this is also josh And this has been Wandering Through Middle Earth Earth with Josh and Josh. Josh. Oh, you wanted to say it at the same time. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Ready? This has been Wandering Wandering Through through Middle Earth with with Josh and Josh. (laughs) Is it going to be like I say one Josh and then you say one Josh? No, I just left you hanging on purpose. Thanks, man. We'll see you next time. See you next time.